and the kids, they were ready to go. You could see that they're hungry for knowledge. They want the technology. They were just hungry for the opportunity. And once they got the opportunity, it just took off. And now it's hard to stop. Right now, we have students that stay after school, usually to about 6.30 at night. So they dictate basically the hours that I work. Our students are already telling me, hey, so what hours are we coming in over the summer? What certifications can we get over the summer? Hi there, this is the SolidWorks Born to Design podcast, a collection of inspiring stories about those who create, build, invent, and engineer new ideas into actual new products. And by the way, they all use SolidWorks. I'm your host, Cliff Medling, and this episode is titled, How One Teacher is Changing Mindsets, One Student at a Time with STEM. I'm talking to Cesar Gutierrez, a teacher who is literally changing the futures of his students' lives every single day. Cesar is changing the mindset of his community as well by showing underprivileged students a future they could not have imagined possible. It's almost unbelievable what Cesar has done in his community for his students in just seven years. Let's jump right into his story. My name is Cesar Gutierrez. I teach drafting and design and precision manufacturing at Desert View High School, Tucson, Arizona. So you were here at SolidWorks World. You brought how many students here this year? 48 students. I brought 24 gentlemen and 24 ladies this year. That's great. And this is, this is something you've done for how many years now? Uh, this is our 14th year here. Let's talk about those students and where you're from and, and how you've tried to identify different opportunities for them. So well, we, I come from Tucson, Arizona, and in the area where we're at, and the south side of Tucson, it's, it's a little bit more than high poverty area. Um, but with a collaborative effort, basically, of industry and our district and the federal government, we started creating this program seven years ago to try to change the community and also uh, to start at least putting a little dent into the huge bridge of the gap of, uh, of the technical trades right now. So, so you wanted to show them there was other opportunities to make money? Yes, work. so one of the things that we did is we partnered, we have 42 partners in the SAMP program, Southern Arizona Manufacturing Partners. So one of the things that we did, having the huge machine shop that we have, uh, we have about 12 CNCs, and our students basically go with me to the business meetings to some of these organizations, and we end up uh, cutting parts for them. So we're actually running a small business inside our school. Uh, we end up taking orders. We go cut our orders. The industry, the, our club gets paid as well as our students. So they get an hourly wage through different entities of internship. So they get on-the-job training. Uh, we cut parts. The program gets money, and that's the way we try to fund the trips. And, and tell me, you were just telling me how it got started, how many students you started with and how many students you have now and how the program's grown. So when we started the program seven years ago, I think we had a total of roughly about 20 students. Right. Uh, within the first year, we're about 97. Uh, right now, we average about 278 students a year. Wow. Uh, we're the largest program in the country. We just got our numbers in for next year, and right now we're looking at about 150 new students coming into the program, which is going to be the largest number that we've we actually have freshmen coming in wow. into drafting. That's incredible. So, so here's the real question. What made you decide to do this? Why did you want to take this on and for these kids? I just always thought that, I don't know, it's, 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 it's something else driven by somebody else upstairs. And um, this was just my path. I mean, one of the things I got tired of was seeing my students at McDonald's and construction sites, tile installers, and there had to be more for our students. They have more. They should have more opportunities. They're smarter than this. They're brighter than this. They're, they have a lot of capabilities. And when we started the program, 
Uh, that's exactly what we found. We started seeing students change. We saw a huge growth within the first three years. The conversations happening in the classrooms were at the beginning is uh, exactly where trying to earn money the legal way to where now you, you hear these kids speak and they're talking about what university, what field of engineering they want to go into, if they want to go into manufacturing, what company they want to go into, is it Raytheon, Industrial Tool and Die, high tech. They're just, right now, those conversations are happening on a daily basis and exactly how much they're really worth. That's great, because you obviously didn't hear this seven years ago, right? No, not yeah, at all. Not I, at all. No, seven years ago, all we heard about is about the guy that's in jail right now. From, yeah. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, that's not the guy that we wanted to talk about. Well, well but obviously you were onto something. You, you knew that there was other opportunity. In just seven years, you've been able to, to see a difference in these, in these kids. I mean, none of this would have been possible if we didn't have the support from the district, from the government and the industry getting together. They, they're the ones that put the foundation down. What we did is we just added the fuel. And the kids, they were ready to go. You could see that they're hungry for knowledge. They want the technology. They were just hungry for the opportunity. And once they got the opportunity, it just took off. And now it's hard to stop. Right now, we have students that stay after school, usually to about 6.30 at night. So they dictate basically the hours that I work, <laughs> where usually I would have, teachers would have to beg students to stay. Over the summer, our students are already telling me, hey, so what hours are we coming in over the summer? What certifications can we get over the summer? Which parts are we going to cut? Who, who, who do we have to go talk to? And now it's, it's no longer a teacher-driven program. It's a student-driven program. Oh, that's incredible. That really is incredible. So, so we were talking earlier how you've kind of changed not just the students, but you've changed the environment in that area, the education, how the colleges are, are expecting these kids now. So, so talk more about that. So we probably became a great headache for our community college, uh, Pima Community College. where they good, were A good headache. A great headache, <laughs> yes. We took their enrollment. Uh, probably from let's just say one class to now four classes of the same on the same area. So if they only had one manual class with 10 students, now they have about four or five running at the same time. And they've had to actually expand their shops, bring in more technology because of the technology that was brought into the high schools. We have everything from Haas machines, DMG mooring machines, 3D printers, huge labs for SolidWorks. I mean, we have, we run 60 students a period through SolidWorks in our area. So when that happened, the uh, community college had to change. Then uh, we had uh, the university down in Flagstaff, NAU started paying attention to what these kids were doing. We would take field trips over there. Now they're getting invited to these places. And now we're getting college recruiters and so it's great when you get emails from like NAU and saying hey can you go ahead and have your kids go to these links these are all the scholarships so that we can offer them that's amazing I mean you're, you're changing the environment down there in just seven years is pretty pretty impressive I must say Caesar it's great work so so let's just talk the, the background of the students uh, you know the area can you talk more about where they come from yeah well most of our areas both parents have to work to sustain the household I mean, uh, minimum wage jobs. We have about 92% Hispanic students. Uh, I think we're about 92. I, I don't. I really don't know all the data, but we're in the 90 percentiles for free and reduced lunch. Title One school. So in, in the area where we're at, I mean, I could tell you stories about, like, say, students that have graduated the program got into industry and within six months they're making $18 an hour and they're coming back home. And again, like this story, one of the parents, one of the dads was mad at the fact that the student, his son was making more money than he was, even though he had 15 years experience right. and he only had six. 
So the kids are now helping out the parents. They actually moved to a bigger home, uh, one with a swimming pool. I mean, stories like that, just like, it makes everything worthwhile. Yeah, know? absolutely. So you're opening their eyes and they're seeing these other students graduate and open their eyes to, to new opportunities. That's, yes. that's not, that's within reach, within their reach, yeah. And then just now we're starting to have, uh, we had a couple of companies come in from uh, out of the country, uh, one from Australia, and I can't remember the other one, but they're now starting to look at Tucson because of the feeders that we have, because of the students that we have, because of the two programs that are in Tucson at the high school level and the community college. Uh, Raytheon's extreme is really involved in, in what we're doing now. So, I mean, you're looking at where, it, it's funny that I'll, sorry, but I'll say like another no, story. No, hey, you, you go into as much detail. This is all <laughs> this is all fascinating to me. So. so I went up to one of the parents, one of the moms, one day, and it's like, just want you to know that you know your son would make probably a great mechanical engineer. And the lady's like, well, I don't want my son underneath the hood. He's not made to be a mechanic. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's not what it's about. So I think all teachers would love to have this problem, right? So we have parent meetings, and we have one parent meeting. You have 120 parents in our classroom. Wow. And all of them are now listening. They're now under, trying to understand. We have dual credit aligned. They're almost had to get their certificate in college right out of the high school. We're only one class short from their certificate. That same mom, her son's going to be the first engineer graduate. It's awesome to see the parents. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's just because now the parents are all excited about their kids. And they understand that the future is not what, like, I wouldn't want, never want to be what my dad was. Even though I totally respect and love my dad but I would never want to be a minor. And so now the kids are looking, yeah, they respect and love their parents. They just don't want to do what their parents, they want to become something better. And I think that all parents want that for their children. Right, so. right, absolutely. I, I, my goal is to do a little bit better than my dad, but I definitely want my children to do better than me, right? That's, yes. that's usually the goal, right, exactly. So you raise money for all these students so they can come to SolidWorks World, and, and why is that? Why is it important for, the, for them to come here? It's extremely important for them to be able to see the opportunities and the new vendors Brush elbows with all these new industries. Uh, these, this opportunity right here is life-changing for our students. Them coming into the pavilion and seeing the different organizations and industries that are represented here uh, just opens their eyes and actually directs them in different pathways to a different career. You raise money in every way you can to get these kids here and um, take buses, planes, whatever it takes to get here. What, what is their experience when they get to SolidWorks World? It's the vibe, the energy that, we, that the kids have after we get back to school. They treat this as, this is it right here. This is the trip. They already started planning for next year's trip and we're just, we just got here this year. <laughs> They're already looking at, okay, where is it going to be? What are we going to do? How many students do you want to take? They're already trying to get, let's see how much money they're going to need to try to get there. So when we go back, we're going to sit, you know, it's, and it's a lot, some, we get a lot of support from a grant that we have and, and it'll be done this year. And we also get a lot of support from our district and our school, but the kids are already excited about the following year. And when you go back, it's like this epidemic. They go back and they tell every single person at that school what their experiences were at here. And there's no other conference. They don't want to go to any other conference. They just want to come to SolidWorks World. That's it. They, don't, they know that they're going to go to NAU, and then they know they're going to go to a couple of universities, but that's okay. They want to come here. Regardless of where it's at, this is the place they want to be every year. It's, it's like-minded people in the design field, yeah, exactly. Yes. I know, I remember going to my eighth grade Washington, D.C. trip, you know. <laughs> it's, uh, I wasn't very excited about that, so I wish, uh, wish SolidWorks World was around when I was in eighth grade. I think I'd be in high school. What's yeah, more interesting? 
So they get like really excited for that first email that we get. <laughs> we used to get it right around August, and it's like, oh, is it in yet? Is it in yet? It's like, no, not yet. This year, as soon as we got it, it's like, hey, look at this. It's like, so we're there. It's like, yes. All right, let's go. And so they started. That's great. Yeah, so this year they they came close to raising about eighteen thousand dollars on their own. So, eighteen thousand dollars on their own. Yeah, that's 18, that's excellent. And we don't ask parents for any money. That's the one rule that we've had for seven years at the school. We don't ask parents for a dime. The number one thing we want to do is we want to have these students be responsible for everything they do. The buy-in is that you have to raise your own money, and it's not going out and asking grandpa or grandma for a tax credit. No, that's. You have to come in, you got to put in your time in the shop. You have to come out and do your project and deliver to industry and and that's what we're that's what we exactly what we want. We want to give them work ethic. We want to be able to, for them to have great communication skills, be able to talk to other adults, talk amongst themselves, problem solve within their world and I mean, we've messed apart. Last year we messed up about $7,000 worth of parts because we did, took the wrong measurement. And the great thing is that I went first to the end, to the company and said, hey, we messed these parts up. And so so I took got the yell. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know when they got yelled at, but the students made a group on their own. And they asked for a ride, and I gave them a ride to the company. And they sat down with the owner and said, hey, we messed up. These are the things that we're implementing to that for that not, never to happen again in our class. Wow. And they did. They presented, and they got the contract back. That's impressive. That didn't That's have really, to come from me. So. Right, right. But, but you know, you're obviously not just changing their skills. You're changing their, their attitudes about work and business and... That, that's that's impressive. Yeah, I haven't actually met your, your students yet, but I've heard wonderful things about them. So I just there was something you mentioned earlier. I wanted to capture that. You said that they were they were like one of them was building a drones. They were doing 3D printing, and then they were they were moving on to building more milling parts. So we have two uh, right now. We have two ninth graders working on a drone, and he's already all done. So we have a a Mark Forge 3D printer there at the school that does uh, aluminum and carbon fiber composite part. And so basically what they're gonna do is they're gonna go out, they're 3D printing that part right there, and they're gonna make the drone fly. Uh, then they'll take the entire design that they have, they'll go into the engineering class that we have, and so the kids will put in all the electronics, put the RCs in it, and they'll make it fly. So that's one of the ways that we have two classes collaborating with one. Once they make that fly, then they'll be going. And so we had to figure out what the skill sets they needed in order for them to be able to mill these parts. So we have other students now uh, taking a couple courseworks, and basically I do uh, take them through uh, surfacing for milling surfaces to surface on, on the mill uh, to program. And so basically they'll mill all the parts for them, and then they'll put all the drone together. And it's just, they're going to, they want to do it just because they can right now. You know, it's something that is exciting. Here's another project that they're working on right now. A gentleman from, uh, just just out from industry came up to them and they, they're interested in the kids converting a regular gas engine car to electric motor. And four of the kids took it on. I, I kind of think that that's more like a college program. But yeah, it's, I couldn't figure that out, <laughs> that's for sure. So they started doing the research. They owe the gentleman a 20-page report. They have to do all the pros and cons of what motors that they want. The gentleman will pick the motors, will pick all the parts, and then he's going to bring the car, and we're going to start working on that thing. So. Wow, that, that is impressive. That, that is something. How did SolidWorks uh, help you get started with this? Well, SolidWorks, is, for us, is the foundation of our entire program. It's our recruiting tool. It's, it's everything. I mean, the kids are learning to design. They get to see something in 3D. 
So we use SOLIDWORKS for everything that develops the basis for this. They go through two years of SOLIDWORKS. Uh, they try to get all the way to the expert uh, next year, hopefully. Oh, so, so the certification, yeah, you, you mentioned that, yeah. So yes. they, they actually come here at World and do the certification, right? They'll do all the certification testing. So from there, the kids are now going into the machine shop with a lot of knowledge. We just don't have another program that can do that for us. So once the kids get addicted to the SOLIDWORKS part, the rest of the stuff is easy. So that's great. You mentioned the one story about somebody wasn't going to take the certification. I, I like that. Oh, <laughs> so we have, well, this goes back to the same conversations that how everything has changed in our, and the culture at our school has changed. So in our classroom, we have about 30% now, all female students, which is a huge number when it comes to drafting and CTE and career and technical education, especially in this field. One of our students was saying that he wasn't going to take this test and the female student says, like, hey, thank you. I, I do want your job. It's like, so I'm <laughs> taking the CSWP because I already have my CSWA. I'm going to get my professional, and I'm going to get my second professional. Well, you're only going to have, oh, that's right, nothing. And my resume, look at where my resume is going to be. Look at what I'm going to be worth, and look at what you're going to be worth. So <laughs> thank you. They're going to look at me before they look at you. And so that's exactly the mind frame that we wanted these kids to have. It's that whole worth and exactly the certification between SOLIDWORKS, NIMS, all the certifications that they get proves that they have the knowledge and they actually have the know-how to go ahead and do this. Uh, a lot the companies that hire our drafting students are the same thing. They look at the certifications for that same reason. It's, it shows that they can actually master certain, certain things. Right, that's, that's great, it's great. It's nice to see them pushing each other, you know, not just you, but they're pushing each other to do their best and to take the higher level certifications. That's yeah. excellent. They're the best advocates for anything that I have. I mean, an anything that the program has, because this doesn't have anything to do with, with me. It's, it's a collaborative effort, but now the students have just taken, taken a hold of, of this program, taken a hold of everything, and, and now I think the biggest change that they've done is that every year, every, every year that the one class leaves, they have to leave something behind, or they have to make the program better somehow. And every year they're leaving something behind. Our first years probably left certifications, then it followed by getting industry contracts. This year is like uh, we have our governor from Arizona just coming to see their program. So that's great. You know, they're getting a lot of the attention, but the thing is, is that they like that because they're pushing for it. They deserve that. They do deserve it. Yeah. This is this is outstanding what you're doing, Caesar. Really is. It, it, you, sh you should be very proud of what you're doing with these students. I mean, I'm, this this is excellent. I hope somebody out there listens to this podcast and and tries to replicate the same thing in their area. This is what America needs and other places need. It's great to see what you've done, and it's extremely impressive that it's only taking you seven years and you're already having enormous success. So I, I look forward to, to seeing all the kids here at SOLIDWORKS World and more and more every year. So th thanks again for your time. I would like to thank SOLIDWORKS. I really want to thank them for our first, for accepting our first invite 14 years ago. Uh, we actually sent out the first email. One of my students found it. And it's like, we got to go to this place. It's like, okay, let's go. And we haven't stopped coming ever since. And it was something that I remember my first two years coming here that it was a big legal issue with them giving us certifications. But it's awesome because that means that, you know, people are actually working together and things are changing. So, I mean, that just proves that things can be done by these kids. So it, it, was, it was awesome. And we really thank, you know, 
We do thank SolidWorks for allowing us to keep coming back. Oh, I, I don't think you'll. I don't think we'll ever be against that. <laughs> so it's always great to see students here at SolidWorks World. I mean, there's so many interesting new technologies that we see every year, but I, I love seeing the students. And it's uh, actually talking to an 18-year-old girl today that's kind of built her own robotics program. She's helping out other people. It's just, it's amazing. It's, uh, it's good. To, it's good to hang around with young people too. They keep, they keep you, they keep you young <laughs> and energized. You know, they got so much energy. We just had to, we just had to point them in the right direction, right? So. Yes guys like you so well excellent thank you again this is excellent stuff so. great being here. thanks for listening today and remember if you are a mentor an educator or want to help youth with stem or in other ways as caesar has know that you have a great resource with solidworks education solutions we have plenty of free offerings for students and teachers so please visit our education page at solidworks.com education We'll be back again soon with more great Born to Design podcast stories at SolidWorks.com slash podcast or wherever podcasts are readily available. Until then, keep on innovating. Now, I really hope what you have heard today has inspired you. If you enjoyed it, head on over to iTunes, search for the Born to Design podcast, and please leave a five-star review so that this podcast will be recommended to more people, helping us expand the Born to Design community. Thank you.